0: this is michael dolce host of the secrets of the sire podcast talking comics movies tv and pop culture every wednesday night 8 p.m eastern uh the talk of the town of course the joker movie and i gotta tell you uh just like everyone else has been saying it is a an incredible performance by joaquin phoenix uh it is mesmerizing it is haunting uh, even right now his performance every so often a quiet moment comes up and i'll just it'll just he'll just pop into my head uh, that is how good uh, he did and uh, how deserving he could be of getting at least an oscar nomination let alone a win uh, and b it is a beautifully shot uh, beautifully executed movie uh, from start to finish uh, but that being said my immediate reaction uh, well it was, it was kind of indecisive uh, i really don't know how i feel about this film uh, when Todd Phillips declared that he uh, snuck a real movie inside a comic book movie, I don't think truer words have ever been spoken. But then it makes you think, well, if it wasn't called Joker, would we even care? We'll discuss next. Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by On Location Tours, the super tour of New York City. Discover where your favorite superheroes save the day on the super tour of New York City. You'll see over 40 filming locations for movies and TV shows like The Avengers, Spider-Man, and Jessica Jones. Receive 10% off with code SECRETS at checkout, S-E-C-R-E-T-S. I took the tour myself. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, If you get Chris or Jason, uh, they are uh, wonderfully knowledgeable people. The tour itself is fantastic. Definitely recommend it. Even if you're just visiting, we had a lot of people from other countries or other states visiting uh, that were on the tour. Or you're like me and you're a native New Yorker. Check it out. Seekers of the Sire starts now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Sire Studios Digital Network. SecretsoftheSire.com, YouTube.com, Secrets of the Sire, Facebook.com, Secrets of the Sire, and Twitch.tv, Secrets of the Sire. And we are on the Castworks Industries Comedy Network. It's pretty exciting. I am your host, Michael Dolce, as always, joined by my co host extraordinaire, Mr. Hassan Godwin. As I mentioned in I the, the mic. Yeah, no, well, it's okay. As I mentioned in the opener as well, uh, we are brought to you by the Super Tour of New York City. Discover where your favorite superheroes save the day on the Super Tour of New York City. You'll see over 40 filming locations from movies and TV shows like The Avengers, Spider-Man, and Jessica Jones. Receive 10% off with the code SECRETS, S-E-C-R-E-T-S at checkout. I wonder why they didn't just use Sire, S-I-R-E, it's easier. Heroes, comics, and more. Uh, go to com slash onlocation or go to onlocationtours.com. We have a Joker-filled movie uh, review. Uh, we have New York Comic Con review. And we have it all tonight. How are you doing,
1: sir? I'm doing pretty good for Wednesday. You know, I'm, hump day, I'm, hump day. I'm Mike, Mike, like, Mike,
0: Mike, 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 oh, You love <laughs> that, thing. Still love
1: that <laughs>
0: No one, no one gets that. Like, no
1: Everybody one. gets Mike, 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 Mike. No Everybody. One. Trust no me. That. Uh, right.
0: You know, in my, in my declining age, uh, in my declining ah. age, physical, physical, um, you know, presence on earth.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: I, yeah, here's the sad part, right? I usually, I mean... If this was 10 years ago, uh, we, we boothed our way in, uh, and we're, we're going to again go through Near Comic Con uh, a little bit uh, later in the show. We're going to actually spin the racks at Near Comic Con, give you all the lowdown of what went down. Uh, my, in my heyday, every night at a convention was a drinking night. A drinking night, and, and, and or if you didn't drink, you don't have to drink, but you would stay out. You'd stay out till like two, three, four in the morning. Every single night, I was home in bed by 10 o'clock, and I am still exhausted. Uh, the only exception <laughs> was Friday night, I got to have a couple drinks with uh, a buddy of, of mine uh, who's a, a frequent listener to the show, uh, Dave Rosenberg. It's nice to see you. Good to hang out. I literally had three drinks, went home, and was in bed by
1: 11.30. <laughs>
0: just recovered. And it's, this is like, even just like a night out, it takes like a good three days just to recover. It's, it's, it's sad. It's hey man,
1: when we were doing that, uh, when the, we were doing it for uh, Wizard, oh yeah, we doing the Wizard World shows, and uh, we were doing crowd control because yeah. a lot of times you did crowd control with yeah. me. I did. I oh, primarily yeah. did crowd control. You you uh, you bounced around. You had like uh, multiple jobs in those situations. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of
0: course. Yeah.
1: But man, I mean, the first few years, hell yeah, um, knuckles, hell, the the you know, hanging oh, wherever yeah. we could get, you know. And staggering back to the uh, to the hotel room, and you know, waking up at the blurry like you know seven o'clock, 8, uh, you know, yeah. oh, 6, six to seven o'clock in the morning, shower, get down to the show floor, you know, yeah. get ready for. I mean, yeah. and it worked. It worked as, it We did it well. And then I remember, uh, I don't know, five years in, I remember hitting a wall one one weekend. And it dawned on me uh, and I was like, "You know what? if I this is literally this was the conversation I have with myself. yeah, if i if Phil passes out, Phil I Colligan, could take coworking. I could take him back to the hotel room. If I pass out, people <laughs> are going to leave me here, yes, on the floor." Yes,
0: you will be. And this was back before social media, so at least you. you I mean, I wouldn't be
1: humiliated, but but I would be. So I'm like, well, perhaps if I just go back now, while I can still walk and and semi think straight, yeah, I might have an easier time tomorrow, and I wouldn't be, you know, humiliated, you know, and and mortified overnight. This does not,
0: yeah. This does not hype up near Comic Con in any way, shape, or form. No.
1: no.
0: However, however. so we don't have stories like this, unfortunately, uh, from New York Comic Con. So it doesn't actually help at us all. but but Not physically it's helping us now. It's helping yes. us now.
1: It's well it's just it's just the the knowledge. That's where the, the seed was sown. Like maybe maybe I shouldn't drink <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you know? Maybe yeah. I should maybe if I had to get up early tomorrow I should go to bed early. Well, and, we will and give you wake our up and sober do job.
0: our sober review of New York Comic Con. Uh, we've also got uh, Kevin Sharp from Sci-Fi Wire coming on to talk yeah. Joker with us. Give us a little backstory, a little little yeah, uh, awesome. little behind awesome. the scenes of all this uh, stuff, so that you know. Uh, but I guess I guess I guess we should just get into it. Uh, hmm. Here's our Sire Bites Joker edition. I love that. I love that. Joke. <laughs> all right. First of all, we got to we'll start with the cyber bites before we get into the review. Joker slays box over box office records, laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, Joker slays the record books. The Warner Brothers films, according to Hollywood Reporter, opened to ninety three point five million dollars domestically and over one hundred and forty million dollars overseas for a two hundred and thirty four million dollar haul globally. Uh, Monday, it was one of the biggest ticket getters. A Monday has ever seen uh, in October as well. Too, Uh, it topped last year's Venom. So by the numbers, uh, you know whatever scrutiny the film might have had coming in controversy, uh, it did. It did. It did. It did. Done well. It did. It did. Done well. Uh, It also. It it also broke a number of records for the individual performers. Uh, It was the best opening weekend for uh, Robert De Niro, Joaquin Phoenix, and Todd Phillips.
1: Ron, uh, for Robert De Niro, even, even uh, from his heyday, right? Yeah, so, wow, that's, opening that's substantial. Best
0: weekend ever. Um, and Hollywood reporters uh, Pamela McClintock uh, talks about the blockbuster as a wake-up call uh, to Hollywood. Uh, I think Joker's debut is another wake-up call, one that is coming in on Batman's red phone. They can't help that. Uh, telling everyone in the industry that R-rated superhero films are here to stay. Hopefully Disney will take oh, that call soon. If they don't, DC will be happy to staff the call center with.
1: DC. Yeah, and they can because you know uh, it's it's a. Uh, I don't think it has legs. I don't think it has legs.
0: Yeah, personally. I mean that's the thing. So, you know, you and I were talking over the weekend, and I was just, I, I sent you this over the weekend too, just to kind of be like, hey, you know, um, you know, last week we were thinking like maybe Todd Phillips was was trying to like, you know, create a buffer. Uh, if the film doesn't do well by by kind of calling out the controversy in this case yeah. the controversy uh, i think drove people to the theaters right
1: it's a possibility it's a very strong possibility that's what that's what the cause was look the other side of it is it's a really pretty movie it's a really mm-hmm. well made movie yeah. um, and that always helps you know so the yeah. first batch of people go the first first batch of people go angry and yeah. then they tell their friends and then their friends go because of the quality that they see and you know so on and so on so, on, so. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, we, we can just get right into it. We can do our, we can do our, our Secrets of the Sire Joker <laughs> review. Um, I, I, I touched upon this in the cold open a little bit, uh, but I walked out, and I, and I put it on Facebook that I just didn't know what to make of the movie because ultimately uh, there was – this is going to be a broken record. We're going to say this over and over again, as everyone else says. Joaquin Phoenix is incredible. Uh, as this character, Arthur Fleck. Um, You're watching this slow demise of a human being. Uh, That being said, I walked out of the theater feeling kind of empty. I kind of walked out feeling as if, and it wasn't, again, as if I had, it was a different kind of empty. It wasn't as if I had eaten lots of candy. You know, it wasn't like it was Halloween night. Um, and, and I just kind of stuffed my face full of candy and now my stomach hurt after it was more along the lines of like, I was eating rice cakes the entire movie. Like, that's what it felt like I was eating and I was consuming. But then kind of when I, when I left the theater, I kind of felt, you know,
1: I'm still hungry.
0: I, I wasn't I didn't I, you know, I didn't want to eat anymore I'd eaten the entire, the entire time and I, I guess we're using this analogy and going way too far with it I, I don't know how else to, <laughs> uh, maybe, how else to describe this feeling so. of I just consumed something for two hours and it I felt, walked out not feeling hungry but not feeling satisfied
1: it fell short maybe of being an event because it didn't really have an eventful um, it didn't have an eventful outcome mm-hmm. Um it had a violent outcome. Yeah. But it's being it's being constantly compared to uh more so more so than King of Comedy. King of, it's it's got the structure of King, King of Comedy, but right. it's being more so compared to Taxi Driver. Right. 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 Taxi Driver has this spectacular violent ending, this nihilistic kind of violent ending. Yeah, where you know villains are killed by another, you know, potential mm-hmm. villain. He's unhinged. He's not connected. Whatever, and so it it gives you kind of a visceral, I, you know, it it, it you support him, Travis right. Bickle. You you support him until he does something very despicable, and then you're like, holy crap! I have, you know, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this because I was with him all the way up until he started yeah. murdering people. And now I don't know, I don't know who's a hero, who's a villain, whatever. And then they, mm-hmm. you get, you get a kind of, you get, you, you're you not allowed any catharsis. You don't know how to get any closure with it. And then you end up walking out and then you're just in shock. Right. 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 This movie kind of lets you off the hook because he, you know, it's like, it's kind of like a horror movie. It's like Friday the 13th where everybody who deserves it gets their comeuppance, mm-hmm. you know, but then it stops short of him committing some kind of amazing atrocity. So when he celebrated for it, you're kind of like, ah, all right, just a. Uh, what just exactly an... are you? What are you? What are you exactly are you trying to tell me? Yeah, of you know what is what exactly is the outcome supposed to mean to me?
0: Just, just a note for our audience, and and this is actually good because we haven't uh, done any spoiling yet. This is our spoiler-filled uh, review. So if you haven't seen it keep watching anyway just turn the sound low uh, uh, subscribe go see it and
1: come back YouTube and watch panel.
0: us no uh, no 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 just just run we need run time just keep running you run through the video run through the audio you know whatever it is just just keep playing us download us if you get on apple podcasts and uh i all that fun stuff but this is spoiler 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 robert you you mentioned comeuppance but robert de niro's character kind of gets a comeuppance that i didn't think he deserved like he he wasn't it wasn't it's as if someone shot jay leno do you know what i mean like it's it's yeah. it's like well, well this here's, guy is here's the irony I just made of, fun of joker but it's like wait a minute well i mean he kind of just
1: i mean here's he, here's that here's the freaking irony of the whole thing you got this movie it comes out people are uh, appalled by the violence and stuff like that and they say you shouldn't glorify uh you know gun violence especially in an epidemic that this country is going through blah 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 mm-hmm. and um you know todd Phillips comes out and says oh it's a woke culture is trying to shut me down and mm-hmm. you know this cancel culture this and that yeah, but you just made a movie about what happens when people punch down yeah. at other people. When you start making fun of handicapped people, when you start making fun of you know uh, people who aren't you know who are who are unfortunate and you know maybe disabled or whatever, and then people shoot them. Yeah. So the cancel culture is hey. And I'm not justifying cancel culture by by any stretch of the imagination, but the 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 principle behind it, because it is being abused. It is often just like any weapon; it's abused. It's a weapon, right? Did, did I say otherwise? I said it just like any weapon; it's abused, right? Yeah,
0: no, I'm 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 backing you. I'm, yeah, that, that was. You, yeah. Are you just not? Are you not used to me supporting what you're saying? Uh. Because Casey yeah. from Bank um, Howdy Funky, I saw him this weekend. He's like, you and Hassan, you guys are at each other. I'm like, I hate that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, I, then I punched Casey in the face.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, kid, by the way kid, I hate you. Flip my entire
0: convention table open.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, just making some fun. I mean, That'll but be our near Comic Con review.
1: The principle behind cancel culture is, hey, stop punching the people who can't defend themselves, Right. I, Right. You're gonna get canceled for for doing something despicable. It started out with despicable people, you know, um, like wine Like like it started out basically. It, it 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 it's a it's a bastard cousin of of Me Too, right? right? Me Too started out this thing, and it just kind of blossomed or bloomed into this other thing where now everybody is anybody who does anything despicable yeah. will be shut down, will be destroyed, right? Yeah. So, but. The point is, there's two there's two ways of canceling people. There's social media destruction, and there's <laughs> and you get shot in the me. face me. destruction. So like you can't you can't condemn one, yeah, to celebrate your your depiction of another. So do you, you know, know what's a really what's because a really because that's what 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 is cancel culture other than, uh, you, if not shooting people who attack you, right. That's another form of can. That's another extreme reaction. Correct to you know to, to the inability to communicate. To that is that is the long hard cancel. Uh, yeah, and I don't mean <laughs> to equate it. I'm not equating it, but oh, I'm oh, saying gosh. you're depicting yeah. you're depicting the comeuppance of one particular act of uh, of fiendishness, right? Of of despicable behavior, making fun of people, humiliating people in public, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, and your depiction of the solution to that, not, not the director's idea of the solution of it, but his right. depiction of a potential solution to that or a potential uh, outcome of that, because that's a better way of putting it, yeah. right, is that you could be shot in the face. You could be right. shot several times, right. hunted down by a guy in a clown outfit so, and shot, yeah. right? Or you could get on Twitter, say something stupid, and, and then you lose your livelihood. Right. So I mean we're to, we're there there two sides of the same kind of coin, yeah. right? So I don't understand I don't understand his tone deaf reaction to I mean if he was so his, smart, his, he should he should have been like this is exactly what this movie is about. His you tone know?
0: deaf this, reaction though is exactly what every uh, celebrity right now is doing uh, when they when they market their film now and again he could genuinely feel these thoughts he could genuinely feel that his movie was being unfairly attacked uh, but whether or not he genuinely did or didn't he actually rode the playbook completely the way it's supposed to be done is to rally people um by, by kind of assigning a political value to what this is you're not just watching that's a movie you're I'm watching a cause
1: and that's and, what and cancels that's what kind of kills in my opinion and to, to, to me, mm-hmm. not to you. Well, we, we're going to, we're going to definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's what kills a movie to me. Not, not it it's that it's not a, this so, is a, this is an honest depiction of a man falling into, yeah. into descending into madness through depression and through the, the, the total tone deafness of the, the artist who made yeah. it. Yeah who, yeah, who then follows the marketing playbook to you know to the m degree to be able to sell it. Yeah, and he's selling it against the the atmosphere that he sure. that he that he made the movie to sure. depict. I can see that it 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 totally it totally negates the power of the 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 statement that he was trying to make. Sure, right, and so now it's just exploit exploitation of mentally handicapped people, you know, and it's it's. It's you know, and then like also the statement of I wanted to slip a real movie into the comic book movie, which he's not taking any heat for, even though it's kind of the same thing that Scorsese said, right? But Scorsese, and then regardless of the contributions that Scorsese's made to cinema, people are trying to cancel Scorsese because they love comic book (laughs) movies. The whole fucking excuse me, bing the whole the entire. The entire atmosphere is a circus. His, it's all a circus. Yes, and there's a clown at the center of it. Yes. Now, his, so um,
0: you know, his his thoughts on um, on slipping a real movie into a comic book movie, I think is actually 100% correct, though. I mean, this is exactly what I felt. I couldn't help but also hear those words as I'm watching this. Uh, and I got to tell you, one of the most refreshing moments, and this is going to sound really backwards, was when he finally does don the Joker outfit. You know, he's dressed as a clown numerous times. In those times when he's just a clown, it's just being a sad clown. I'm just watching a mentally uh, ill-equipped, unreliable narrator tell me a story of his mental demise. And I'm getting, again, I don't think we've said this yet beautifully, Beautifully done.
2: Yeah. beautifully acted,
0: <laughs> unbelievably acted, unbelievably shot, great cinematography. I love the blending of 70s New York City with this, like, Gotham. I love all, I love all this stuff. But the best, most refreshing moment for me was when he actually becomes the Joker, because then I can kind of go, oh, thank God, this is a comic book movie. <laughs> thank God. Well, that's the
1: thing. That's the other, thing, that's the other thing I told you about last week, that I said, you know, the problem is he's going to be the hero, regardless of what anybody's going to be able to say about yeah. this film that yeah. regardless of what your intent is you're going to take you're going to watch him take a beating for for an hour and a half mm-hmm. and as soon as he puts that joker costume on you're going to be like thank god he's going to get some you know he's going to go get some because that's yeah. all we want to see that's a yeah. that's a natural inclination that we want to see someone yeah. who we are identifying with and he's getting the the, the crap stomped out of him and we want to see him rise up and get the people who are, who have you know who have uh, assaulted him. It it's just s- a natural. It also speaks reaction
0: to the power of costumes, uh, and and I was thinking about this. So, so, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, when I said, I'm sorry for bringing that up, but uh, when the movie was over, and and when I actually said, like, I didn't know how to feel about this, and I post this on Facebook, we'll get it, we'll get some people's reactions uh, from uh, from social media in a little bit, but. It wasn't a negative. It's not a negative. I really don't know how to feel about this because there is that scene when he becomes Joker, when he's, when he's in full Joker uh, gala, uh, that, that to me, I'm sitting there going, well, I get why he's feeling powerful. You know, when he got up on the, when he got up the stage to be a stand-up comedian and he stumbled and sputtered and and he was using his, his medically induced nervous laugh because he was in a bad situation mentally and and he had anxiety. Uh, By the time he gets onto De Niro's talk show, uh, he is completely at ease, but he's to me, he's at ease because he's dressed as Joker. It's almost like it, it fulfills its own prophecy. And we do this in our life, in all of our lives. You know, when you wear a suit somewhere, you know, You feel fancier, you know, and if it's the right context, you wear a suit somewhere, you look good or something, you know, you know, the way we dress, the way we present ourselves. I mean, I see cosplayers. I see, I saw so many cosplayers this weekend. You saw them uh, as well too. Uh, They have a sense of power and and it's weird how, you know, I'll look at people, I'll look at cosplayers at a convention and be like, I I just don't get it. I watch this movie and I'm like, all right, I get it. I get it. You know, you become somebody, you get to become somebody else and yeah. I felt like when he became Joker, he finally got a chance to just not be uh, Arthur Fleck. And it was. It was a powerful moment. And, it, and for me, at least, <laughs> the, the other thought I had while watching this movie took me back to college. And, uh, and I should have looked this up before we, uh, before we spoke about the movie. Uh, there was a night. It was a Friday night. And actually, I wasn't in college. I was visiting college. So it was even better. So I had money in my pocket. And, uh, but I was in a college town for the weekend. It was great. And we're like, okay, we want to go out. And what was the what's the heroin movie with Jared Leto and Marlon Wayans? Um, oh uh, yeah,
1: boy,
0: I, when we go to break.
1: Oh, I, uh, Requiem for a Dream.
0: Requiem for a Dream. Yes, we're all like getting excited to like go hang out and do stuff and hang out. And uh, and someone's like, all right, well, we got time to kill. It's like seven thirty, and or it's like eight o'clock, and you know things don't start until like ten or eleven o'clock in college. We're like well, we got two hours to kill. What do we? What do you want to do? And we're like, hey, let's watch a movie. Hey, record. I heard really good things about this Requiem for a Dream, <laughs> and we watched Requiem for a Dream. And by the time ten o'clock, <laughs> eleven o'clock rolled around, we were so like buzz killed. We didn't go out. We were just we're like, dude, life is hard. Life, life <laughs> yeah. sucks. When, when they're like cutting Marlon Wayne's yeah, arm off.
1: Yeah, that's not you know, a party all. movie. We're like, is this is not a party really movie. Bad.
0: So what when I was watch when he finally became Joker, I kinda got uplifted after like I felt like I was I felt like I was reliving Requiem for Cheap because I came into this
1: with a lot of like hype. That's the natural that's what I was saying. That's the yeah. that is the natural yeah. progression of a movie like that. Whenever a character that you've been following becomes yeah. empowered because they've been downtrodden through the entire which is fine. Like if yeah. that's a good study of um of narrative of, of journey narrative, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very yeah. good study of it. The problem is what are you talking about? You know, these, everybody, everybody is crap, right? Yeah. Everybody is treated badly. Everybody lives badly. It's not like, you know, so like, okay, you get, you get crapped on, mm-hmm. you get beat up, you get lied to you by your parents maybe. And they, you know, there's a story they, they haven't told. Okay. All right. Not everybody grabs a gun no. and blows somebody away. And here's, and that's the thing, that like the the, and, I, and maybe that was the, the attention of the of the art in, it, in and in of itself that there was yeah. no moral to it that there mm-hmm. was the you know that it attempted to do no moral. Yep. Because you cannot, it's it's too simplistic to say we need to treat each other better. Right. It is too simplistic a thing to say. There are extenuating circumstances as to why some people get treated the way they, get, they are treated. Mm-hmm. And yes, um, the, the natural inclination of our society the way it is now is to, you know, is to be defensive and to be belligerent and to try to brazen your way through just about everything. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing that we try to do on an even keel level that you know just just kinda allows us to be harmonious with our surroundings. You know, everything we're doing yeah. through especially via social media is us trying to rock star our way mm-hmm. through, you know, through through pretty much every facet of life, including Follow us the cosplay. At Sire
0: Studios on yeah. Instagram. Follow us at Sire underscore studios on Yeah, Twitter. good
1: joke. Good joke. Mm. Anyway, so uh it's uh, uh, there it is
0: we, we had to go to break anyway uh when we come back uh more joker uh, i want to get into a review i read that actually kind of nails for me what was missing and why i think i felt so empty and hassan and i talk about that ending oh that ending when we come back the sire volume two trade paperback is available now on Comicsology.com. Telling the story of a superhero forced by his own costume to fight evil, Volume 2, Lost in Time, features the Sire taking on a super-powered mob, a West Coast threat, and dinosaurs. Featuring a cover by Jim Califuri and art by superstars talent Caldwell, Tony Moy, Daniel Leister, Sue Sherpa, and more, this trade collects Sire's 7 through 10 and features all new bonus material. Go to Comicsology.com and type in the Sire in the search bar to purchase your digital copy today. That's the we <laughs> Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, brought to you by On Location Tours. Go to onlocationtours.com, type in the code SECRETS, S-E-C-R-E-T-S, at checkout and get a 10% discount. We are also brought to you by all of our beloved patrons, dedicated fans, Tom Osa, Craig Caruso, Einar Peterson, Matt Beyer, Ashley Haikai, Omar Morales, Brian Phillips, Steve Ovecki, program director Stephanie Dolce, and as always, our Uber fan, Christina Dolce. We are talking Joker movie. We are we are diving head on into the, I'm going to use air quotes here, controversial film. Um, I started this off by kind of talking about the emptiness I felt when I left and the uncertainty as to what exactly I just watched. Uh, here is a review uh, and it's actually talking about what the comic is based off of as well too. So this is from the the comic that explains where Joker went wrong, and it talks about Alan Moore's classic 1988 story, Batman the Killing Joke, which is supposedly the inspiration for Todd Phillips' grim new film. Uh, In The Killing Joke, Moore took uh, the earlier tale of Joker's origins and tried to deepen it. The 45-page one-shot story reveals Joker's past. He was a struggling stand-up comedian who lost his wife and unborn child in an accident, embarked on the robbery of a chemical plant to make ends meet, fell into a vat while fleeing Batman. Uh, It removes the Joker's background as master criminal and emphasizes that he was a relatively ordinary man who had one bad day that drove him to lunacy. Uh, It was a shocking story within the parameters of DC Comics, all the more so because it was presented as canon, not as an adult-oriented tale. Um, And the story, basically, Phillips keeps much of Moore's characterizations, tracking the life of Arthur Fleck as he struggles with mental illness, is attacked and harassed, and becomes a figure of public ridicule uh, but the one thing that Joker lacks and that's this film not the killing joke is Batman um, I had two two things that I thought you know I, I mentioned this in the earlier segment though I felt such a relief and you pointed out you, you kind of saw this coming when he becomes joker however at this point i I did also want to see a batman i did want you know i did i needed a batman here to kind of give me some sort of like relief because and he says it in his article right and this is uh this is coming off of the atlantic without batman to play off the reason for joker's existence as a protagonist is vague at best the narrative tracks his evolution into an evil creature providing a revamped and simplistic origin story for a figure who has only ever existed as a distorted mirror image of the Cape Crusader. Even when compared with Moore and Boland's comic, Joker is a bitter and humorless work and attempt to add gravitas to a character who typically hasn't stood for anything broadly metaphorical. I actually couldn't agree more. I mean, I really, that was the one element I'm sitting there. I, I got really super excited. Or I shouldn't say super excited. I got relieved when he became Joker. But that relief, by the time he is freed by the mob, when he gets you know hit by the the the, the ambulance, is kind of like there, there's no one here to stop this riot. There's no one here to like save the day, so to speak. Like again, just kind of walked away, kind of feeling like, what was the point,
1: right? Are you saying that there was no moral or cathartic ending yeah. to this? Just, there was you know, no moral it was,
0: and cathartic ending. Pretty
1: yes. much what I said last segment. So.
0: Yes, but I said because there's no Batman.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's bullshit. There's 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 no need for Batman. There's there's no need for Batman. It's not a Batman movie. No, it's not. It's not a Batman movie. It's not even a. It's not a comic book movie in and of itself. He's, right. It's literally not the the origin of the Joker. Even Todd Phillips has played around sure the notion that it's not genuinely the origin of the joker right, right, right. so it's a guy who's crazy who yeah. watches who watches comic book movies and dresses himself up as the joker after he murdered three people because they were kicking him <laughs> so i mean that's that's the whole point of the film the film the point is huh they were no, rich not even they because they're not even depicted as being rich you know why they're not know. 100% rich they went on a damn train at two <laughs> o'clock in the morning There's no rich people on the train at two o'clock in the morning Yeah, i know okay so that's another that's another aspect of it there are so many aspects of the film that don't make any sense that don't yeah. fit and it's just being driven by this command performance by by the the lead actor yeah who is you know who who can uh who is is engrossing and, and can capture us and people keep wanting to expand on it and they want a sequel And they wanted to see Batman in it, and they're getting it all wrong. The whole point, the point of it's just a one-off. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not talking about it's a one-off, we're never going to get this again. The point of it is that there is no sequel, because the guy is insane. He wasn't, there is no great cathartic ending to him becoming a criminal mastermind because he was pushed too far. Right. Right? He ended up murdering people, and he went to the insane asylum. Yeah. That is the end of it. Okay? It is a, it is catharsis on the, the, the society that we live in that treats people terribly and people fall through the cracks. But it's also a cautionary catharsis to people who allow themselves to be deluded, right. who allow themselves to fall through these particular cra- cracks. And then they get, you know, and, and decide because I don't understand. There's, there's been no mechanism yet to explain to us yet why. Some people who are pushed too far are incapable of life, incapable of function, right. incapable of, of, of self-examination uh, and, and self-reparation, but they are extremely capable of pinpoint accurate violence, okay? And yeah. that they can destroy, and that their notion is to destroy in order to make some kind of statement about how small the world has made them feel. Right. And that is the the ultimate, um, the 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 ultimate takeaway from this is why. It, it's not like oh, watch out, because if you treat people badly, they will become lions and destroy you. It's where does the connection get broken between? I feel like crap. Everybody's treating me like crap. Yeah. I'm gonna shoot everybody. I'm gonna start murdering people. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, get them to stop treating you like crap. I mean, there's there's a, there's ways even poor people can lift themselves up, and I'm not talking financially. Sure, sure. You know? so so it, there there is there is a conceit. The movie has its own conceit that yeah. this is the natural uh, evolution of people who are not who are who are uh, overlooked. Well, it's like
2: the purge almost. You yeah, know, it's,
1: said it. yeah it's and it's not right you know or if we're going to examine it examine it completely yeah don't just be like oh man you know, don't don't uh don't mistreat your friends because it's they funny. might put up you know, they might put clown makeup on and shoot you you it's know what i mean that's that's the notion of the story and it makes no sense
0: it's funny you mention uh there's no sequel because todd phillips has actually said there could be um, and they,
1: and, he said there was. He we said there would be no sequel until his check cleared, and now he's <laughs> saying that there could be a sequel. So, yeah. then, so does Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix says he loves playing the character. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. You know. Well, so it's funny. On Collider, uh, they actually had five ways Arthur Fleck's story could continue in a Joker I sequel. I don't want to go into it necessarily, but I I, what I do want to do is bring up one of their possibilities, which actually left. It, it, which is the end of the film. And, and one of the things that I actually even thought of this entire time as I'm watching this, because he's such an unreliable narrator, um, those words, unreliable narrator, I read in a tweet somewhere and I couldn't help but have that in my head. So a lot of the shocking, again, this is our spoiler filled review, you know, moments like when Zazie's beat Zazie beats character is not yeah. really there right. the entire time. You knew you, you, it didn't surprise me only because I knew what to expect already. Right. Um, one of the things is arthur never became joker uh it could be that he was caught sometime later and imprisoned for the murder of murray franklin but it could be and this is talking about the end of the film when he's uh, when he's talking to a social worker inside arkham asylum it could be that he was in prison long before that possibly for the murder on the train that kickstarted started the joker movement making the third act of joker all part of a lie or a hallucination from arthur uh, it wouldn't even be out of the question, as we previously, as we saw previously in the film, that he imagined all his scenes with Sophie, that Sasi Beats character. Uh, we've also seen the could character. Be, oh, he
1: didn't even have a job as a as a clown.
0: I uh, I mean, it literally could be that that entire film was him in a mental illusion the entire time, and, and that was to me a little bit of an M Night Shyamalan Alfred Hitchcocky in thought. It's, it's
1: it's. I think it's, I th- yeah. I, I agree with you. I I think if I was allowed to take this movie as it as it is on its own, I would have had a profoundly different point of view to it. Yeah. But since it's and this is my fault, since it's covered up in all this other rapping, you know, since mm-hmm. it's called the Joker. Yeah, since uh, since the director went on a rampage before the the film started because the fans went on a rampage before the film started, right? And because of you know a number of other things because everybody's having this kind of visceral reaction to it and they're like, oh, this this is my new favorite Joker and it's you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. yeah it's like mm, wait a minute, there's nothing here really yeah there's no revolution here yeah you, you took a movie you took it like a standard nineties movie about the decay of our society, which is yeah. what this is, and just slapped a a, uh, a comic book, a, an MCU, you know, sticker on it. Right. It's not MCU, but, you know, the oh, yeah, DCU I know what you mean. is not I know real. What you mean. So, okay, the MCU is the, the, you know, it's basically the gold standard right now. DCU. So DC- yeah, I said DCU. Um, you 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 basically slapped a veneer on it. Yeah. and said now it's you know now it's a piece of art here you go yeah. it's like it's like if i took the mona lisa and i put one red line down the middle and i said now, now it's perfect and and everyone's like oh my god the 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 audaciousness of it the boldness of it. and and you're like wait a minute like he just all he did was paint over someone else's painting And that's kind of how I feel about it, because I don't I don't have anything to take away with it. Of course society sucks. Of course people shouldn't treat each other badly. Of course but there's no way to know, and this is the other side of it, there's no way to know if everybody treated Arthur well. Right. He still wouldn't have ended up there. He was disconnected from the beginning. Right. You know? Right. So I mean, there's no message here. It's just a story. It's just a series of events that came to a, a, a climactic a conclusion. Yeah. That's all there was. And it's like, it's a series of unfortunate events, you know, yeah. but it wasn't like this. It wasn't a, it wasn't a big, bold statement about anything really. That's the, yeah. that's the joke of the film. It's not really saying a damn thing.
0: You wouldn't get it. Uh, Jenna Lynn I do not have a love for comic book characters in general, so my opinion might not matter to the diehard fan. However, I thought it was outstanding. The story and acting were wildly difficult to watch, but in a good way, Joaquin Phoenix was frightening to the core. Uh, Ted Lodi, this movie was entirely character-driven and has less plot and action-driven than your typical superhero movie. It's a fresh approach to a DC film, breaking out of the traditional superhero movie formula. It had very little CGI. No use of superpowers. The action and fight scenes were more realistic. Joaquin Phoenix's performance, I felt, it matched, possibly exceeded Heath Ledger's own performance. Not an easy feat. Uh, you know, he, he's mm-hmm. obviously going to be compared. That. He's going to be compared to Heath Ledger, no matter what. Uh, yes, Heath course. Ledger's character, though, to me was 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 scary. Joaquin
1: Phoenix's was depressing. I think there was yeah. a big difference. You know what? You know, or is Heath Ledger was menace. Met, yeah joaquin if joaquin phoenix is this is this is what's wrong with it it his his portrayal was encouraging or uplifting when he, yeah. when he finally put that i don't mean and it yeah. didn't even explain where he got that suit from because that was a that even I want that suit. That, that orange suit. <laughs> Even I was like, "Wow, that is a, that." It's not appropriate for any you know any any social setting that we would ever be in. But yeah. I'm like, "Wow, that's an amazing suit." But I mean, it's a it's kind of empowering how yeah. he you know, and so and that's another thing. And the Grace Randolph actually also said the the constant um the constant notion that he, that Arthur had a had a heart you know that he had compassion mm-hmm. and that he was pushed too far also kind of it doesn't help us transition right. into the 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 crown the you know the cl- the clown prince of crime well d- i know? mean again just it's to like just... how is he how does he turn into a criminal i know it's probably not him and yeah. that's another aspect of it but then it doesn't really help us get to the point it doesn't help us transition Right. Into that. Well, Paul no, You could do another movie where Joaquin Phoenix is still in the asylum and then he thinks he's a penguin, you know? <laughs> you could keep doing them. You just keep doing And then he's the Riddler. And then what he- a twist! <laughs> uh, you know,
0: Paul Donato, fantastic, dark, intense, said captivating performance. Then meanwhile, on the other side of the coin, Mike O'Neill. Uh, it's a corporate-branded remake of Taxi Driver. Uh, Todd Phillips is just a bland version of Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Johnny Willens on Twitter. I don't I didn't like it after I saw it, but I didn't think it was a bad movie. It just didn't work for me. Honestly, the more time I've had to reflect on it, the more I've soured. At least Joaquin Phoenix was fantastic. Uh, people take away drastically different things from it, which can be good or bad, but I choose to think it's a good thing. Even if I don't like it, I can totally see why others do. Uh, yeah. I think I think that sums it up. I mean, at the end of the I'm day- I'm glad
1: it exists. I, I agree with it. Yes,
0: yes. I, I think at the end of the day, we can, we can all kind of like say, you know what? This is a, a good thing in terms of just movie making. And, and, you know, again, I'm, I'm the worst fan in the world because, uh, you know, when we, when we were growing up as fans, uh, this wasn't the biggest thing on the planet. It was a niche thing. Uh, you, could, you could make it kind of cool. Comic book movies? You mean comic comics, books in general, yeah. you know, comic book characters. I mean, now it's, it's, the, it's the mainstream. It's the norm. You know, I, I, I'm actually, I miss the days where I would go and watch, you know, quote unquote, real movies. So if <laughs> Todd Phillips yeah. is able to actually slip one in, uh, I'm all about it all right i'll have
1: wait. to wait before you before you break out. I have to actually say that uh i was i i haven't been enthusiastic or excited for this movie since I saw the the trailer mm-hmm. for it and I yeah. remember saying it to you many times, and I went to the, see the film grudgingly so that we could review it i i I will admit that, having that said, I was watching it and i 'm like no this is this is doing it you know this is uh yeah. this is this is a full fledged movie i'm enjoying it i'm able to follow yep. it i'm not hate watching it. I, I came out of it kind of feeling the way I, that I explained and I feel it's kind of an empty calorie kind of situation. I mm-hmm. don't know what the message was. It was a little lost, but I'm like I said, I'm glad it exists. I think it was. I think it's a well done film. I think that the it, it, it deserving of the praise it is getting. Um, I I question some of the praise, but I think it deserves the praise it's getting. Right. Um, and I'm glad it exists. I think it's a good you know. It's a, I, th- it was a I good think turn. my dad
0: my dad summed it up. Uh, great he the only flaw he really found in it was the fact he says i don't know how he suffocates his mom when she has an oxygen tube in her nose (laughs)
1: there's so many i think you could do that and i'm like there's so many like wait like you know what why is thomas wayne a jerk you know like (laughs) i know why 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 is alfred a jerk even though maybe that wasn't alfred you did you never heard his name yeah 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 Yeah, that was alfred Alfred why was ricky
0: gervais playing alfred that was the bigger question
1: (laughs) And it's just like there's a number of. It wasn't like, really. Wait a a, I know it was not. That's why I'm just I letting
0: everyone else know. I yeah, it. They're yeah. Like what? Not. I've got to go see it now. I love the office. I mean, All right. When happening? we come back, we've got uh, Sci-Fi Wires. Kevin Sharp on. He is going to uh, break down his version of the movie, uh, his review of the movie, uh, and also kind of clue us in. Is there any comic book basis? For the Joker, we just watched when we come back. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire, YouTube.com slash Secrets of the Sire, and Twitch.tv slash Secrets of the Sire. Joining me now is Sci-Fi Wire's own Kevin Sharp. Kevin, how are you doing, sir?
2: Great, Michael. Thank you for the invite. Nice to be here.
0: Yeah, happy to have you. You're the uh, jack of many writing trades, master of none, correct?
2: uh that that is a ter- i am borrowing that term as it has been used to apply to me i cannot take credit for inventing it
0: oh just take <laughs> credit we we do it all the time we take credit okay, for no, all I, of
2: I invented it in fact <laughs> jack, of, jack of trades is also mine
0: yeah say that now you know the spirit of the show this
2: is yes. good um
0: give uh give folks out there a rundown of the many 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 uh writing things that you do
2: ah uh, well there's do and have done um i call myself a recovering screenwriter. Yeah. Um, I have written fiction. I have written for magazines. I wrote my first uh, video game last year. I currently, you mentioned Sci-Fi Wire. I contribute to a couple of other comic book sites. And I run an interview series on fanbasepress.com, which is called Between the Panels. And it's a comic creator interview series that started off with our mission was, um, the slogan was, discover your next favorite creator meaning we weren't going to take the superstars we were going to mm-hmm. do like the triple a league and kind of uh let people discover brand new names but since now our series includes names like Joel jones and jen bartell that kind of is blown up in a good way good good so you'll interview hasan right next it'll be fantastic uh yeah, yeah. um, yeah. wait guys <laughs> i will i will give you the equal amount of love that's coming my way tonight
1: <laughs> uh-huh. oh well, Uh-oh. yeah, well, that's, not now great. that's it. It is <laughs> over.
2: Rip. <It's> all over. <laughs>
0: <Rip>. <laughs> We're all done. All right. So, Hassan and I talked a bunch about Joker already, but I want to hear your take about the Joker movie. And then, you know, one of the reasons we have you on is I want to really go into the depths of the character itself uh, in the comics for those out there that might not, you know, be as aware. So, first of all, what was your take on the Joker film?
2: Um, so, I should just preface this with um, I was excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched any of the trailers. I've just seen the, the promotional images, mm-hmm. um, the poster, but I, I tend to stay away from trailers. Uh, I, I learned the hard way about this. Sure. Um, so, what was exciting about The Joker for me was that as much as I enjoy all of the Marvel movies, and I enjoy all of, I, I would call the worst Marvel movie, maybe I graded a C. Mm-hmm. Which is a pretty good batting average. Sure. Um, they e- even when there's kind of a wilder director at the helm, they kind of all feel uh, from the same assembly line. Yeah. And that's not a negative. They've nope. created a bullpen, and that's their business model. And and great. Um, so what was exciting about the Joker for me was I had no idea what to expect walking mm-hmm. into this. It could be terrible. It could be brilliant. It could be somewhere in the middle. With a Marvel movie, you know, I kind of walk in kind of knowing with some variation what I'm going to get quality-wise and experience-wise. Yeah. So there's my preamble. Um, I should also add my favorite Martin Scorsese movie is The King of Comedy. I don't know if you guys have seen The King of Comedy. Yes. Um, I know. Yes. So... This movie was an interesting experience. Uh, it is certainly not, as you guys have touched on, probably the Joker that anybody knows from the comics, which is not bad. Great. Right. Great. Stake out some new ground. Uh, I didn't love it. I, I kind of, in a way, it felt uh, a little, I wish it had bit felt more dangerous. I was walking in with some trepidation. You know, there are all these stories you see on social media and stuff. Fears about and security about the Joker, and honestly, it it felt kind of about as dangerous as a mid nineteen eighties Charles Bronson, you know, urban vigilante movie.
0: It didn't even feel like that. I mean, you're watching a character drama unfold the entire time. Yeah. It's not as if it's just some sort of like you know blank check to kill people. You know, right? So, yeah, I agree with you on that.
2: I, I so it's not that I don't want to say I was disappointed in that regard, Mm -hmm. but it it felt safer than kind of what I was expecting going in. Walking Phoenix obviously swings for the fences and is fantastic. As always, sure. The production design is magnificent. Mm -hmm. It's a Gotham City that we've never really seen on film before. Mm -hmm. It's kind of late 70s, early 80s New York City, but not Mm -hmm. quite that.
1: Late 70s, early 80s Bronx is what it looks like. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks like the neighborhood I I grew up in
2: (laughs) I don't want to subtweet any uh, comic series with this next comment but it did remind me of certain comic books where you look at the art and you go wow every page of this could be hanging in a gallery this is magnificent but there's nothing there underneath the surface Yeah, and that's kind of how I walked out feeling yeah, I, 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 I kind of had a sense of... I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 I Just ahead. my last comment would be, why did you make that? Other than it's an actor's <laughs> showcase, I understand that. What were you trying to get at? He's a clown who's sad, and the yeah. world is hard, mm. dot, 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 and now he's the Joker. Yeah. Well, that I, dot, dot, dot is a whole universe.
0: I mean, you and I actually have... You and I are right on the same mark when it comes to that, because, uh, I mean, that was... I remember walking out of the theater and it just felt, you know, it was it, it wasn't even the same like a Marvel movie where you eat a lot of candy sometimes. And, and, and it's good, for, you know, like Thor Ragnarok is cotton candy. Like you're eating right. cotton candy. You're like, this is the, this is the oh, wow. You get this really, you get this rush and, and then you walk out uh, and you're like, oh, my stomach hurts. Um, this was kind of like, I, I don't know what. I, did I eat anything? did I did I walk out? Did I get anything out of it? So I think you and I are, are kind of on the same page when it comes to that, too. and and uh, Hassan and I obviously uh, went back and forth a bunch as we always do. Uh, you mentioned this is not the joker of the comics. This is supposedly, and we we talked about this in our earlier segment as well, too, uh, based on the killing joke loosely, loosely on the killing joke
1: <laughs> on his on his uh, depiction. Like it's yeah. not on it's not based on the story, but it's based no. on Yeah. You but know, the good. the Joker, the the aspects of the Joker from the Killing Joke. Yeah. Year.
0: So Kevin, give us give us a little backstory, um, you know, the killing joke and and how it might have applied to this film.
2: Uh so when the killing joke came out, and I was a young punk who somehow got a job at a comic book store when that came out. <laughs> They hired me even though I was way too young for their (laughs) supposed age limit. So I remember that very clearly. Mm -hmm. The Killing Joke, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, which would be good listening material. Everyone knew the Killing Joke was, they didn't have Elseworlds at that time in DC Comics, but they had what's called an imaginary story. The Killing Joke wasn't continuity because that wasn't the Joker's origin as it had never been laid down was the whole idea. They, all we knew about the Joker before that is he was the Red Hood. They were robbing a chemical plant. He fell in this vat of chemicals mm-hmm. and either went insane or more insane. So The Killing Joke was just a one-off story. And then suddenly in regular DC continuity, Barbara Gordon is crippled in a wheelchair. Right. And everybody went, whoa, 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 time out. When did this happen? Like, so that is the Joker's origin now? That was kind of the baffling part. Yeah. yeah. As a failed stand-up comedian, I now I haven't I didn't reread The Killing Joke in recent months. I remember he has a sick wife or yeah. a wife he's taking care of in some regard. Yep. She's they have pregnant. money troubles. That's why he does the uh, chemical plant robbery. Yep. And even the Batman in that flashback is drawn as the Golden Age Batman, which mm-hmm. harkens back to the the original story. Right. Uh, so I guess you could call, say that they're similar in that it's an origin of the Joker as a sad sack.
1: Who <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: threw a... I, I think I'm hesitant to heap too much praise on the killing joke because I do have some problems with it. And going back to my earlier comment, the art in there could be in a museum. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's Brian Bowman is absolutely
2: yeah. gorgeous. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I do have some issues with it as a story, but I think at least I could say in The Killing Joke, I see where the Joker came from. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. in this movie, again, going back to that, where they kind of yada, yada, yada in between, he's sad and he's a comedian, and now yeah. he's a killer. Yeah.
0: So is there any, I mean, is there any context in the comics for what we see on screen here?
2: Or is no, this... Not This is not all- really. This this is all new stuff, and I and I'm not saying that as a criticism, right? Right. Again, it's it's, it's going in off balance. Like, this, what are they going to do? This is
0: Ultimate Universe uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Joker, essentially. I, I think <laughs> maybe
2: I think maybe my um, my pushback would be, uh, and and they've already said this Joker is not going to be in the context of the Matt Reeves Batman film, right? No, nope. but good because <laughs> this is not a Joker. This if this particular Joker met Batman, okay, three seconds later, he's on to the next villain. Right. <laughs> like, this is more, this is more the threat left the clown than the Joker from the comics. Yeah. yeah this is not a diabolical supervillain.
1: Yeah. I don't know why they would do this in, in context. I mean, I understand why they did it because, it, you know, it's money, right? And there's an opportunity <laughs> to make money. But they, they had such a, I don't know if it was, you would describe it correctly as a hard time. But they had an interesting try- uh, time trying to establish Jared Leto's joker in yeah. in, in the follow up to uh to Heath Ledger's amazing sure that you know which was always i always find it uh a, a bit ironic that um the dark knight is my least favorite batman film but that's my favorite joker you know it's right. a, it's, it's a very strange uh, dichotomy so you you have to follow up Heath Ledger's performance Unfortunately, Heath Ledger died, so he he has immortalized that performance, right? Yep. Not, he'll never he'll never play it again. So he'll never he'll never do he'll never ruin that. Right. That. There's
0: never right. He'll exactly. Never
1: overstays welcome mm-hmm. with that. So now you've got Jared Leto. I didn't have a problem really with Jared Leto's. I, I, I thought you know mainly it was script, that he didn't really get any <laughs> he didn't get any scenery to chew anything really to do, but he seemed he seemed interesting enough to keep watching right but again he's got a fo- he's doing a follow up to heath ledger right so now you're trying you're trying desperately to establish a new joker for your continuity for your for your cinematic universe and you just throw in this other guy you know you, and then you throw in Joaquin Phoenix who even if we don't love his joker which we we you know we've gone over it even regardless of how we feel about his Joker, his his performance is amazing right. in the film, right? Mm-hmm. So it's charismatic and amazing. Now all you're gonna ha- you, the only thing you're gonna be able to do is compare the two, Jokers. Now whoever they get to play, if they keep Jared Leto, mm-hmm. or if they get a new Joker for the for the for the new Batman movie, I hope
0: they I hope they don't even go back to Joker. I mean that that's the one thing we 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 don't need. You know,
1: I mean, right? The, but they're doing a the Harley Quinn. I mean, they're they're yeah, everything is Joker guess, adjacent. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. So, so it's it's. I mean, and every, all roads lead to Joker anyway. When you're when you're dealing with Batman, all yeah. roads eventually his his level boss is always going to be the Joker or some kind of Joker, um, uh, you know, some kind of Joker palette, right? So, I don't, I. I don't know from a from a business point, what was uh, all right, why would you throw a whole nother Joker who's like outside of the you know, outside of the purview of these movies? Why would you yeah. do that? You're having such a hard time establishing your continuity universe in the first well, book.
0: Well, that's a great segue, Hassan. Kevin, what did you make of the rewriting Batman's history? Uh,
1: again,
2: I'm I'm kind of thinking of this as a an else worlds mm-hmm. because the DC movie universe and the DC television universe and the DC streaming service universe are so it's you're seeing the multiverse yeah on screens yeah. Yeah, nothing even bothers me anymore <laughs> the ezra miller flash is like no flash ever in the history of comics yeah but yet i just recognize and say okay it's the earth <laughs> you know, just name your number version of flash 82. and i just i just earth let 82. it go <laughs> so This, I just watched, and and just... I I think, Michael, what I'm going to come back to is I nothing got a rise out of me. Yeah. There was ever no point where I sat forward in my seat other than just kind of internally nodding in admiration of, wow, the lead performance in this is really good. Mm -hmm. And if you just called this movie Sad Clown, and it was the exact same movie, changed the name of The Waynes,
1: I wonder how popular it would be. Probably, it would probably be critically acclaimed.
0: Well, that's and that's, But it but, would
1: probably not be a, a you know, a, that's a, a exactly, going on to be a worldwide sensation, like right. But that's is, exactly right. what Todd Phillips
0: even said in his in his uh, promotional tour of words, which he probably shouldn't do. Is like we're going to sneak a real movie into a comedy <laughs> movie, We're going to call it Joker, <laughs> right. Uh, right? Which, which.
1: Uh, yeah, Todd Phillips, his 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 uh, PR people need to be fired. He's got the PR people that uh, Ryan Johnson has. It is just the, your your interaction with your audience, and blaming an entire half of your audience for you know for, it's seemingly premature anyway because the movie came out and did fine, and I mean more than fine. So no one was like threatening the the destruction of his movie in the first place. There are premature uh, concerns about violence, and then when you watch the film, you know considering all the trouble we're having in the country with that with that kind of you know audacious violence mm-hmm. that we're going through you can understand why that why that rubbed people the wrong way you know granted the criticism or the, the attempt to cancel the movie before it came out was just as uh, uh, just as, as ill conceived you know just as yeah. misguided but i don't understand i don't understand getting into a fistfight with your audience you know as a director yeah. Yeah. you know i don't i don't get it So, you know, but I mean, it's, it's not costing him anything. So he's, you know, there, there goes that.
0: (laughs) Let me, and Kevin, you may or may not know this, but uh, in, in doing a lot of research for this movie, I was actually talking to a friend of mine at New York Comic-Con this weekend. He's just like, well, there are three jokers. So in the continuity, are you familiar with Jeff Johns
2: uh, Justice League? I am familiar. Yes. And I'm familiar with um, DC set this up. I want to say two years ago. Yeah. And we're still, uh, Jason Fabok is supposedly drawing this series that may or may not be in continuity. Nobody's quite yeah. said yet. No one really knows. Mm-hmm. Um, not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but it's based on this, where Batman sits in this Mobius chair, which is, yeah. for those who aren't familiar, it's from the New Gods mythology. And suddenly has all knowledge. He While he's sitting in this chair, he essentially becomes a god. And one of his questions to the chair is, Tell me the Joker's real name. And the answer is, there are three Jokers. Yeah. So that's the setup. And again, I want to say a year and a half, two years ago, we're still waiting for the payoff Uh-oh. story yeah. from that. <laughs> so no one line. knows anything beyond the art that Jason Faybach has shared on social media. I mean, do you think, uh, you know, Todd Phillips has actually
0: hinted at a sequel, um, and, and we talked about it in an earlier segment as well, too. I mean, do you think they would tie the Justice League story with the three jokers to, to the Jared Leto to the Heath Ledger version. I mean, you know, uh, even, even just like loosely like X-Men movie based continuity, which didn't make <laughs> sense. You know,
2: if you want to, if you want to call the X-Men movies continuity, that, that would be an interesting stretching <laughs> well, we of that word
0: air quotes again. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say, I hope not because <laughs> but in this way, again, nothing but praise for the Marvel factory and what yeah. they've done. Yeah. DC is not going to play on that field. Yeah. I think the best bet for Warner Brothers is turn all of these movies over to individual voices, no continuity, mm-hmm. no tie-in, treat it like a series of one-shot standalone issues, for lack of a better term, and mm-hmm. let everybody just tell their story. I'm glad they've said this is not going to be a Batman cut con- because Thomas Wayne as the rich a-hole who's running for mayor, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that
1: is... Yeah. That's antithetical to every other depiction of Thomas Mann. Right. Yeah. I-
2: right. Including the creation of the character. <laughs> right. That's an antithetical to everything. So, what, I'm, what I mean by that is, I hope they don't tie it together. And I hope the lesson that they take from the success of Joker, and again, Hassan, going back to what you said, the answer to almost any of, any of a movie making question that starts with why dot 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 mm-hmm. is the answer is usually money. I hope the lesson in this case is not, Oh, the audience wants dark villain movies. So next we'll make penguin and then scarecrow and, and then, and on and on with that. How about just make interesting standalone movies that don't have to tie together to anything? That's my, that's my hope. I'd be asking too much. All right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Last question. Uh, you're for people that, have seen the movie whether they like it or not like it give them a palate cleanser give them some of your best uh joker stories they could go read in the comics
2: okay well i'm i'm gonna start off with a big ticket item and then i'll shrink down from there in case this is beyond what people are interested in spending dc just i want to say two months ago put out the joker bronze age omnibus okay which collects a smattering of Joker stories from, I want to say, nineteen early 70s mm-hmm. into the mid 80s. Neil Adams, Jim Aparo, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, and the entire Joker had a solo comic book series in the 70s that lasted nine issues before it was canceled. That is entirely included in this book. It is a beautiful package. And I'm not, Joker's not even one of my favorite Batman villains. And this book is amazing. Okay. So, but again, that's a big ticket item. I'm going to say my a Joker story. My I'll give two picks here. My favorite classic, meaning older school Mm -hmm. Joker story, is called "The Laughing Fish" by. Rogers, and the best cliche to saying your favorite Beethoven piece is the Ninth Symphony, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, There's (laughs) a collection, a trade trade paperback collection of Englehart and Rogers' Detective Comics run, and this is a two-part story in there. The Laughing Fish it's called. Love it. And then a little bit newer, I'm going to pick Mad Love by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim, which is a uh, one-shot ties into the animated series. So it's more of a Joker and Harley Quinn story, Mm -hmm. but it's just Delightful, it's a total joy, and it's just a great reading and visual experience. Those would be my two picks.
0: Kevin, where can we find you online?
2: Find me on Twitter at that Kevin Sharp, and my website is Kevinsharpwriter.com, and there are links on that site to my fan base press interviews and other comics writing. That's kind of a clearinghouse for everything. Very, very cool.
1: Awesome. Uh,
0: well, Kevin, thank you so much for, for giving, us, giving us some good expert uh, backbone to this uh, controversial, I will say for, for other reasons, movie. I <laughs> <but> think <they> call <laughs> the
2: Joker. Thanks so much for
0: having me on, guys. It was fun. Awesome. W- thank you. When we come back, we go spinning the racks. I'm everything my 19-year-old self fought hard to not be.
1: Yes, you are the. Like 19-year-old you old are, self is like You've don't become sell what out. you hate. You've become the <laughs> enemy.
0: Yeah. 19-year-old self, don't sell out. <laughs> yeah, 39-year-old self is like sell out sell every sell night.
1: Out, <laughs> like, sell it out, baby. First sign of out. trouble. First sign of trouble, sell Your out.
0: Who runs? Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. I want to thank our guest uh, Kevin Sharp again. You can go find him at that Kevin Sharp. There's other Kevin Sharps out there. Yeah, so
1: not the other Kevin Sharp. It's go to
0: fanbasepress.com fan-based. and kevinsharpwriter.com. Check out his stuff. He's uh, also monkeys fighting robots uh, writer, uh, Sci-Fi Wire. It does a whole bunch of stuff, uh, and it will be great. We Spoiler do alert,
1: the alert. The robots win.
0: We do this. I don't think that's true. We do this every week. <laughs> we go spinning the racks. Spin the racks. Spin the racks. Win, 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 win. All right. I mean, we basically did a spin the racks with Kevin because uh, he gave us a lot of comic book knowledge, but we figured we would save uh, our actual spin the racks segment uh, to talk Here's about, about Comic Con.
1: Are yeah. you still reading House of X and Powers of X? i am and we definitely we don't need to go into it but you're still you're still on board so i i'm much. on board
0: but actually i need to pick up uh the latest issues so okay. when uh when we do right, our we'll, penalt- talk, we'll,
1: talk, we'll talk we'll
0: do it on a future on a future uh yeah uh future episode of this okay. show um but anyway we are talking new york comic-con recap uh we were both in attendance uh i was at the sire studios booth all weekend long um yes. Uh, I was there very briefly
1: in comparison. You were there.
0: Oh, you were there on Sat. Well, yes, in comparison, yes, but uh, all yeah. day Saturday. And yeah. uh what was your takeaway from the Con and I'll give you I'll give you mine.
1: Same as usual. I mean, it's just this extravaganza. It's it's enormous. I don't know. I felt the crowds were a little better this year. And I don't mean I don't mean there were less of them or more of them. I mean, they just the temperament was a little better. People yeah. were a little less I mean we did run into this angry school teacher woman at one point. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. But um, but
0: it's, that's you know the funny thing is was, I'm there for I'm there for like two days prior to that, a day yeah. after you leave nothing but pleasant exchanges. You come <laughs> get yelled at by a school teacher because we're we're kinda going through the
1: I don't know. Godwin.
0: They
1: know. <laughs> they know. They know, they, you know anyone is in my orbit just yeah. just becomes a despicable human being. Um uh, it's it's there were there was you know there's a ton of stuff to see i didn't see half of the stuff that was there um but you know just just get your get your cardio on get your you cardio on to to be able to do first of all i don't know how you did the show for 4 days i know you had a booth so you had a place to sit so you could every now and then you could take a load off and you were selling so you were yeah. mostly stationary even though you were on your feet 90% it went of the by time.
0: fast i got to be honest it went by it, i mean you know i was there I, every single day first of all from a sales standpoint we we blew it up. It was our best just, Cyrus yeah. best congrats, show ever. Congrats, congrats. But just from a from an interacting uh, interactive standpoint too, like I mean, it was like boom, 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 boom. Oh crap, it's two o'clock. Boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. Oh crap, it's like an hour to go. It it, it, it really went by fast. Um And you that,
1: bailed early Saturday. You got you I got you, out at six thirty. You right. hit a wall. You kind of well, sort of hit a yeah. wall.
0: Yeah, I had some uh, personal matters to attend to. Uh, my dad's birthday oh. always falls on the weekend of Comic Con. So uh, they were having a birthday party. Oh, you so had I, I did care of that. Oh, you didn't out.
1: even tell me because I wasn't invited. So that's why you didn't no. say worried about it. That's right. In yeah. fact, you were you were like, my, my dad's
0: like, just don't invite
1: Hassan. Yeah, just, keep you. him out of here. Keep yeah. him out. Of here. He said, um, gave you a picture of me with a. With a with a slash through, <laughs> it. and I'm like, Dad, that that's Joker. Why I don't know. Um,
0: but no, it, it went by relatively fast. Uh, this is what I'll say about the show, and this is again just just kind of experiencing it. Again, this is from behind a booth, San Diego. I I do signings, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to get on a panel. I'll get on a panel one day, um, so I don't do a booth. But those two shows, from just an event standpoint, like these are events. Like it, people are always like, Oh, should I go to this? Should I not go to? This? I'm like, No. Go to this show. Thursday felt like Saturday. I literally on Friday night uh, was text it was like facetiming my my wife uh, when the show ended because I was going to go in and and meet. I told you meet uh, Dave Rosenberg out at the at uh, at a bar. and have him grab a few drinks right. with him. Right. And I'm like, why aren't you at the party right now? And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, oh, that's tomorrow night. Like that's Saturday.
1: Uh-huh, yeah, because like, it's like it's Friday.
0: But Friday felt like a Saturday. Thursday felt like a Saturday. They're flirting with the idea of moving it to a Wednesday also. And and quite frankly, in most cases... Make it the whole week. Why would you say make it the whole week? No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Most cases, I'd be like, don't do that. In this case, I'd be like, yeah, do it. You should have a preview night Wednesday because it it deserves it. It just... But everybody... See,
1: the the, the, the downside I would say to it is that certain things happen on certain days. And I understand you can't book everybody for an entire four days or five mm -hmm. days, blah, blah, blah. But... I would I, uh, I'm say i going to get I'm going to get crucified for this I would say it should be the same show every day for everybody who cannot make it like you know I would have it's loved impossible to have been I know it's, it's not, impossible it does not impossible it's not impossible it would change it would change to a point where maybe it would be either redundant or it would ruin the show okay yeah. so I, I acknowledge I acknowledge that change is improbable right but it's, like, yeah. it's not It's not impossible to do, but, uh, but, you know, just, there are certain things It's like, man, I wish I could do that, but I gotta, you know, I gotta be someplace else. I'm, I'm busy. You know, I cannot be there on that day. So that, that's too bad. Like there's certain things you miss that is too bad. I I didn't even realize how much was going on that show until I saw all the stuff that came out, all the trailers, all the panels and stuff. There were some serious celebrity power at that show yeah no, no no it's
0: look it's it's a big thing but again i think from from an absolute from an actual uh programming point of view though uh it wasn't it was just like san diego a lot of tv stuff uh you have some stuff for movies but it's not you know uh really a, these comic conventions are now all about the tv shows because that's really where the future is uh want to yeah. thank want to thank buddy scolera that,
1: terrifying that t- televisions or yeah. television is is bigger than movies now almost yeah. that's crazy
0: want to thank Buddy Scalera for uh, welcoming me onto the Comic Creator panel on Friday night at Comic Book School. Uh, he'll I be want on. to thank
1: Buddy Scalera for the, for the ticket that I used. There you go. I you got your you, yeah, you you ticket. Thank you, buddy. To get
0: in, so that was really great. Uh, Ruth Ann, got to see Ruth Ann from Aftershock Comics. Got to see Chris Simon, my old editor uh, from uh, when back in my image days. Uh, said hi to Mike Martz. Saw so, uh, a whole bunch of folks. John Gonzalez, thank you uh, for, for supporting us. Uh, And uh, that's pretty much it for this week, folks. Uh, Next week, don't call it a reboot. Jay Mm -hmm. and Silent Bob are coming back. We'll see you guys next week.